0: It's been a month, if I can remember how to do this.
1: (laughs) Elmer, it's your time of month, figure it out. (laughs) In a world of divisiveness, we bring you diversity. In a world of hate, we bring you love. In a world of fear, we inspire you to live. And now, laughing, loving and alive with your hosts, Rain Thomas, Elmer J. Howard, and Dr. Kevin.
0: Hello, I am Rip Van Winkle.
2: Oh, I love Rip Van Winkle. Okay, well, I am Humpty Dumpty. I
1: am Quinton crisp the naked civil servant
2: boy right now just nicholas
1: just disconnected. (laughs) do you guys know who naked uh, quentin Crisp is no when you said quentin
0: i thought you were going to go to dark shadows
1: no no that's what i thought too quentin crisp was uh was a very uh famous a uh, UK civil servant who was homosexual that w- ended up getting persecuted for his homosexuality because it was illegal. Um, but he, I mean, he had quite an interesting journey, and he just wouldn't back down from being dressing how he wanted and being who he was, even though he paid some terrible prices for it. This is, I believe, I'm trying to remember. I think this is like we in the early 1900s
2: um yeah like 1908 it said he was born on christmas yeah. and uh died in 1999
0: yeah that, that's more your guys's era
2: believe it or not i can't believe finally somebody older than us
1: <laughs> um your era does not include 1999 Elmer, when he was uh... <laughs> born
0: no i was no i was born in 2000 i'm only 22.
1: Okay. You know, um, I think I'm going to need a minute to trade my um, my chacos out for my thigh-high boots because it's getting so deep here. I don't want to get crap well, on my you, you just
0: turned 29. You're always older than me, so I have to be under 29.
1: Uh, I don't know. I know many people that have actually got, gotten older than I have that used to be younger. I just figured that <laughs> Me too. mathematics. I I explained to my niece recently in a text that this this birthday I was born in nineteen ninety-three. Next birthday I'll be I'll be born in nineteen ninety-four. The birthday I mean it's just all about keeping track about what your birth year is. That's all. Right. Now, and I don't even do that. You see me ah. on Facebook. I'm like,
2: it's day this day forty seven of my birthday month. They you just keep going. Eventually we'll get back to my original birthday. I mean yeah, whatever.
1: Nobody who's gonna know. So, Elmer, what's been up with you, or should I say, rip off? I mean, rip, rip, Van Winkle. <laughs> well, we've uh, wrinkles. I don't know. Uh, well,
0: after a month hiatus, we're back on the air. We missed all of June, not on purpose. Well, um, it's
1: Rain's birthday month. We had to give her the full month for her celebration. Right. I had to
0: give her the month. Thank off. you. <laughs> Hello. Well, I went to Hello. Phoenix. In June, that's that say, oh, cheat day, and uh, caught COVID when I was there, so I lost half my vacation. Um, I think on the last show, I had announced we had started our offerings the two offerings for our uh, for the film, uh, raising mm-hmm. money for the future film. Uh, I think that's pretty much been it for the last month and a half or so. Rain, Oh, go ahead. No. I was going to ask Rain what she's been up to.
1: Rain.
2: Oh, come on. You know, the usual, usual. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: so busy that we haven't actually heard from you in two months, or I mean a month and a half.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was, um, I didn't even know what I was doing. That's the really scary part. (laughs) I had a couple of ads that I did. One is uh, for a company out of Tel Aviv. And another one I did for a company out of Dubai. And um, I actually went on a clinical trial. I'm still on a clinical trial six months because the hot flashes were averaging 87 a week. And they, they're like, you have to be horribly uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm homicidal at this point. <laughs>
1: right.
2: So somebody needs to do something. So I have, I haven't worn a watch since I was like, 20, and so I have this watch that come, goes on for just seven days and I go back every couple of weeks for blood work because we don't know if I have the actual drug or the placebo but um, it's a real thing it's you know it's been eye opening I don't like testing drugs but this is so uncomfortable that it, I'm like let's just give it a shot I don't even know what else to do and something super super happened I had a crown put in, but this, my dentist is amazing. He's spiritual, but he's also that New Yorker that will go outside and fight with you. Like he's that guy, fourth generation dentist. And he kept sending it to a company in another state and they kept sending it back broken. Like they wouldn't, for whatever reason, saying it was as good as it gets. And he says, you know what? I have a guy that owes me a favor here. He has a local lab. So if I go there Tuesday after like, you know, three, four months. And he actually put the crown in, but he shows it to me before he puts it in. In my honor, he had them put, it's a heart-shaped uh, breast cancer ribbon engraved into the actual crown.
3: Nice. Oh,
2: cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very nice. And he said, you know, for everything you do, and I was really excited about that because he's a great guy. So I, he's kind of like my road dog dentist.
0: So now you walk around and to everybody and be like, hey, let him write...
2: No, I get enough weirdos. Do you, I know we haven't been off this show that long, Elmer. <laughs> you know all the kooks that I get. I mean, I've got a couple hey, out there on see, Instagram. some
0: pictures.
1: pictures of it.
2: <laughs> they would probably think I'm doing like tooth porn or something.
1: <laughs> Well, it is you, Rain.
2: It, it is. It totally is. Ah. I, I, I know it's me. I don't, even, I don't even fight it anymore. So that's what I did up to. Um, got some great things coming up. At least I hope I have some great things coming up. Um, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for uh, this year is over. Yeah. So as Humpty Dumpty, I'm studying myself on the wall. And Dr. Crisp, what has been going on in your birthday month?
1: Well, I've been a little crispy mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> now so there's there's been a lot actually since we were last on air. I went to Portland, Oregon, for ten days to be a delegate from my church for uh the unitarian universalist uh, Association's General Assembly that they do. Once a once a year, and wherever we all gather, they they have a local church say, "What is the cause you would like us to support?" Well, we're here to help you as a local congregation. Um, they had chose a uh, climate change, uh, a, a climate justice protest. Uh, that we said that I mean, we raised money for them while we were there for climate change justice, and. Uh, we were, you know, said that we would come to this, like, rally thing, protest. Um, but we were there over when the Roe v. Wade thing got overturned. So mm. I'm sitting, I'm I'm here at the Oregon Convention Center, which is huge, with 1,500 UUs in person and another 1,500 online. And so that uh, that Friday night, a couple hundred went to promote the social justice and another five or 600 went to the streets with the people of Portland to protest. Wow. That's why I love my church. I mean, I love my denomination because it's very, as our president says, we're not a casual faith. We're out there living our principles and demanding justice for all, whether, you know, so that was a very interesting, intense 10 days. And then I came back to going to my birthday month, which the four, the first four days were just nonstop. Uh, my, nonstop what? Well, the first night I actually, I had a cousin that was getting married, that got married, um, and I was at his wedding, so it wasn't my celebration, yeah. but you know, there was a celebration. I was mm-hmm. there. I got a job offer. The DJ, um, at the end of the night when I went to talk to him, Offered me a job to come to all of his events and to get people up on the floor, keep them on the floor all night long. He gave me a five out of five as best dancer on the floor, and wanted me to come to all of his events and make them more energized. Um, it was a very diverse crowd, uh, and and I I'm going to take some bragging rights here because I was talking to a bunch of. Uh, people that were at a table uh that were a very diverse group my cousin is a very interesting man and so is his now wife um and we were talking and we were chatting and in fact i was talking about the stuff that we're going to be talking tonight's guest about which is which is an announcement i don't think i made i i was waiting to make it on air so i'm going to make it tonight um right i don't think i've announced this um i uh and i was saying telling them that my birthday was was coming up in a few days being born on the 4th of july and the the guesses around the table were between 48 and 52 as to my age close 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 not 29 but also you know i can say i'm i'm actually okay with it i just turned 62 so, you know, when people are shaving a decade off of you, I don't know, maybe it was because when I was dancing to the little pe- the, with the little boys and girls that were as part of the wedding party, I got down on the floor and I was doing push-ups and dancing with them. So I, instead of lifting them up to me, I went down and was like dancing on the floor mm-hmm. with them, doing push-ups. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever it was, they were like, no, you're not in your 60s. I said, yeah, actually I am. This is what the 60s can look like. If you take care of yourself. Exactly. And the next day I had friends that kidnapped me, um, uh, which was fabulous. They plotted and planned with Jeff, my husband. And uh, I got taken to Wicked, one of my favorite musicals. Mm -hmm. And then we got to go out at a really nice dinner in downtown Boston. And then on Sunday I had a birthday party and Elmer came down on um, Saturday, n- Saturday night, you came down Saturday night cause the wedding was Friday, Elmer came down Saturday, was waiting when we got back from Boston had arrived and, um, spent the rest of the weekend with me. And then Elmer, Jeff and I, Elmer took me out for my birthday on Monday night. And then I showed you before we started the birthday cake that just showed up today. So, you know, it kind of continues. So, it's been a it's been a good, fun, enjoyable birthday so far. Uh, I did. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna share it. Sometimes I do share them. I'm not gonna share it because we're gonna. We want to get on with our guests. But I did write a poem on the day that the Roe v. Wade thing turned over, that I may share on air at some point. Though it never says anything about that per se. Um, and outside of that, I'm gonna you know i now you guys have to remind me it's been a month have i talked about the new book i'm writing i have not have
0: i i've known about it since before you started so i don't know if you actually announced it on here. hearing it i don't think so
2: so do you know- i i don't remember i know you were working on a lot of different things so if you said it i wouldn't remember it right now because being 36 I'm not as sharp mentally
1: as I used to be. So uh, all I'm gonna say is I, um, and then we're gonna introduce today's guest, uh, is I have gotten, I was invited to participate in a project. And in fact, the person whose brainchild is the project is our guest tonight, Nicholas Potter. Uh, And it was to write what we're calling a mainstream uh, not one, not two, not a hundred, uh, but to but for me to personally write an LGBTQIA mainstream romance novel, and I took the challenge well, not the challenge but the invitation. I think it was about six weeks ago. Nicholas may remember better than I, um, but I think it was about sixty weeks ago. But today, I've, uh, today, I had a chance to actually do some writing, and I, I'm, I'm, I've topped like 60,000 words into it. Okay, uh, that's awesome. So I'm very excited about the book. I'm very excited about tonight's guest. I'm very excited about our project. I do want to talk about the fact that because it is an LGBTIA, I wanted to do this
2: which was my birthday month by the way
1: yes and in honor of our guest where would you get that shirt from that's cool um i ordered it uh, from a from wolf clothing oh i know them it. yeah i know them and very cool i just want to make sure that everybody in our audience knows what proud af means do you guys know what it means
2: i know what i know it means but i don't know (laughs) if we can say it on air
1: so when people ask me about this they're like i go what what it says proud and fabulous what that's exactly what i was thinking but (laughs) i think i can say that i'm fabulous on air and in fact we have such a fabulous show on air tonight uh, as we introduce tonight's guest, who is Nicholas Potter. No,
2: Nicholas. Nicholas, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I think Nicholas I not... changed his shirt. What's that? I think you changed your shirt. Me? Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, no. I just, after our conversation, I buttoned it up another button.
2: Oh, that's why, okay.
1: <laughs> so, you're welcome. Nick's Nick, Nick, uh, brainchild is called the Thousand Loving Voices. Uh, a Thousand Loving Voices literary movement. A Thousand Loving Voices uh, is about creating a thousand LGBTQI mainstream romance novels, which will be distributed worldwide um and part of this is to i'm going to say my words and then I'm, I'm going to let nicholas speak but what got me involved with the project was and and i did it before the whole supreme court thing but we all knew that was coming is the more that people recognize that we are more similar than difference the more support they will be to Silence the haters and get rid of the judgmental people who don't like us because either they don't understand us or we scare them or they just simply need someone to hate. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay, you can hate me all you want, but don't be messing with my rights, baby. So yep. with that said, I I saw that this project would do a lot, especially as a mainstream romance to appeal to all those romance readers. And there are millions and millions of them that we could read books and go, oh, by the way, they were LGBTQIA. It wasn't the center mm-hmm. of the book. It was just yeah. another day in the world of romance. Nicholas, welcome. Did Hello, I do it justice? Yes. You know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Try and pull the camera a little closer here. Uh, yes, and I know a little bit about Dr. Kevin's... Uh, book that he's going to be uh, doing as part of this collection and i won't say too much about it no spoilers but i love it His is one of my absolute favorites it's gonna be good so keep keep posted
1: (laughs) so Uh, i i i've had many extensive conversations with nicholas and i know that he uh he is a master professional writer he's been a screenwriter for years he's been a triple uh, award-winning, been involved with uh, uh, feature films and screenplays and novels and short stories. Um, You're currently teaching a screenwriting class because you just happened to mention it on the side. Uh, But your first love was books. Um, And so can you share a little bit about how this project came about And then I'm actually going to back back a little bit and let uh, Rain and Elmer uh, kind of see what questions they have, because you and I have been talking for a few months now.
3: Dr. Kevin and I, we we don't really have brief conversations. We get on the phone for five minutes and an hour and a half later, one of us is like, I have to go. Uh, (laughs) um, Wow. Gosh, where could I start? Uh, yeah, my first love was books and the the irony of my my life and my literary education was that um, I was a, a writer very early in my life It was the thing that I was good at it's the thing that got me through school. Um, I can Ace any class that had an essay if it was multiple choice, forget it. I was one of those kinds mm-hmm. of learners <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway but uh, so I, I studied English lit and communications as an undergrad and then I was and I've told Dr. Kevin this um, and I didn't know what to do with it. And I was like, I, everyone in my family was like, go to law school. It's, that's the safe bet for if you have a degree, you know, a BA in English, um, how are you going to make money with that? And I, I was buying into it. I'd applied to 16 schools and then or, or was ready to, taking the LSATs and all, the, all that jazz. And I, t- I, I was blessed with, with a sailing around the world trip from Bahamas to Seattle. Uh, in my junior year that kind of changed my life and the way I think about everything and I was just like you know what I can't spend my life in a law office I, c- I can't mm-hmm. do the safe thing I will die my spirit will will die um, so I on a whim I applied to uh, a master's program in writing and it was uh, the, and it was a really was a whim because I didn't expect to get to get in at all Um. So that was at USC, and um, I got in, and I was like, "What? How is that even possible?" Because nobody gets in there. <laughs> you know. I was like, "Total computer error," but I took it. I was like, "Great, I'll see you in, in August. I'll be there." And uh, while I was while I was there, over the course of that degree program, USC is kind of the Hollywood darling school, so it shoots you out necessarily into Hollywood and screenwriting and, and filmmaking, and that whole that whole part of the you know, that, that whole type of writing. Um, but I still stayed in love with books. I still was, was in love with books. Um, in fact, I petitioned the committee to let my thesis be a novel because I, I, you know, so to me, sometimes the story tells me what, what medium it wants. Sometimes I don't feel like as the writer, I mm-hmm. really have the choice. So thank you, Dr. Kevin. So um, what I wanted to do for my thesis was a novel. And um, they, (laughs) I got a few frowns, but they let me do it. And that was, that was the first full length novel that I ever wrote. And it was kind of a, an off the beaten path romance. Um, I just like writing about people and the human condition and how we connect with each other and how we communicate with each other and how we fail to connect and communicate with each other. Um, so anyway, so that was, so that I wrote this book. I was super happy about it. I loved it. And then it kind of got shelved because my, my life, my professional life went into a different direction, into movies. And, uh, when this came up, um, gosh, don't let me ramble guys. You can ask me anything. Jump in. Um, I think I was telling you before we were on air that I recently took an eight month kind of wellness. I took some time for my life. And I mm-hmm. and I chose Thailand, and I went to Thailand and um, took care of myself at a fitness resort and d- did some thinking and and studying and took time sitting at the beautiful beaches, hot as I was griping about earlier. I'm I'm usually griping about being hot, by the way. So you guys
2: mm-hmm. like me it? too.
3: <laughs> but um, oh, you stop bragging. Okay, you're <laughs> hot. We you get it. <laughs> Keep <your world> rolling. <laughs> So while I was over there, I was thinking about, I was thinking about a book series that I recently wrote that I think has two more episodes in it, two more installments. It's a, it's a trilogy right now. It came pouring out of me. This was another situation where the it told me these, the, this is these are books, not scripts. And it was at a time in my life I was like maybe just turning fifty. It was time for things to shift around anyway. And. Um, This is a messed up romance. I'm not going to, no spoiler for the book. It's not messed up, but it's people dealing with their baggage and trying to love each other at the same time, is what goes on. Were you
2: peeking in the window at my marriage? Is this out? Who told what? (laughs) What's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm.
3: Plagiarism.
2: I stole it all. Ah! (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> what you don't have, I can fill you in.
3: <laughs> but I, I started, I started, uh, I started looking more and more at what goes on with LGBTQIA plus romance books, and why they're not getting picked up and enjoyed by people in the mainstream. If I can pick up Romeo and Juliet which, by the way, has its own overtones. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that story another time. Mm-hmm. But let's pretend it doesn't. If I can pick up Romeo and Juliet and absolutely love watching these two fall in love, these two star, straight, so-called straight star-crossed lovers, why is why is the mainstream literary marketplace not picking up LGBTQIA plus literature and enjoying it? And like Dr. Kevin was alluding to, going, this is a great story. Who cares what the what the gender identity and sexuality is of the characters? Why has that not happened yet? So I, I kind of, I, I thought, okay, well, maybe these stories are trickling into the mainstream marketplace too slowly. One book here, one book there. You know, Brokeback Mountain, that was 20 years ago. Have we seen another mm-hmm. major feature like that since? No, it's happening too slowly. But maybe if we get a thousand writers together and we create this amazing, immense, well-crafted collection that we deliver to the world, a thousand books strong, that is all about LGBTQIA plus romance and not so much about lifestyle, but about, or, or sexual freedom, or just keep it about the love, the love and the romance and what it feels like when you can barely breathe, when somebody walks out of the room, because you're so in love with them, you know, but, but let's do that. Let's, let's get a thousand books together that show this, that that show this part of our love stories and, and, release them to the world with kind of a, a big boom you know i think it's going to be hard to ignore 1,000 uh very emotional and sweet lgbtqia plus love stories so that's where we went so i just you know i think dr kevin and i might have this in common sometimes i get an idea and i it just feels right and i just i'm like that's it that's what i'm doing that's what i'm doing now and um i came back to the u.s so i was i was butting around with it while i was still in thailand but I, you know and kind of fine tuning it, and what I want to do, and what I want to offer the people who participate, and how I want to publicize it. And I was doing all the legwork of, okay, what am I, what am I offering here? And I was designing the program. Um, once I, I got back to the U.S. Uh, in March, feels like a year ago, by the way. But
2: um, I miss, I miss my beach time. <laughs> uh, I can send you some heat, then you have something else to complain about while you're doing that. Oh goodness, though no. it's it's 90 <laughs> degrees here, and I'm
3: and I'm dying. You know, I can't handle anything. Um, <laughs> I really I'm am I'm such a North Bay boy. I you know I I'm, I always laugh because growing up in this perfect climate actually destroys you for living anywhere else in the rest of the world because I am freezing with three jackets on if it's less than 50 degrees Fahrenheit, and like sweltering and feeling like I'm gonna die. Like, whoa, it's me if it's over 90. So I'm really. it's very hard to be me
1: right now Ah. okay
2: I have something for Nicholas okay so I I have a couple of things actually believe it or not so um, the first one I know you're saying releasing like a thousand that's a great idea because I don't know if you remember the writer Zane many, many 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 years ago because there was that same argument And she was like, there are no books out there about Black love and Black sensuality and just love be love. And she did this whole sensual, I mean, like, everybody ran out to get her stuff. She dropped all these books at once. And her name is Zane. And then they tried to say that it was, that she was um, perverting the love. Hey, Carolyn. Perverting. 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 Wow. The love with this stories, you know, like people take it and twist it because that's what people do, right? They can't just read it and enjoy it and accept it. So, um, but she had a really long run and I've read some of her stuff. Um, after I read the second or third one, they kind of all started to seem like the same story, but I was glad that she actually put it out. So when you're talking about putting, you know, this 1000 at you and Dr. Kevin and of the other folks what what is the timeline and what are you hoping to achieve
3: what is the timeline uh it's it's a very good question so uh we're gonna have now after consultation with a good friend of mine (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna there's a there's a bunch of stuff going on going on with this project and it's always evolving and we're actually that it's good Mm -hmm. that's the stage we're in right now um we are going to I, originally, I was feeling like I, I should uh, hold off and wait until all 1,000 books were ready and release this massive project all at one time. But now we're going to have a rolling, uh, rolling release. And I think we're looking at, like, the, you know, the first, hopefully, the first 20 um, uh, books ready to release to the world uh, uh, by Valentine's Day. And, and I very much want to do Valentine's Day speaking of normalization of, of LGBTQIA love and and not pride month. I want, this is about love stories and that's not, this is about the love. So the, our, the release date that I've chosen is Valentine's day, 2023. And if we do not have our, our, our core group together by then, we're going to just bounce that to, to February 20, February 14th, 2024, because it's much more important to do this right than to do it fast. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And one of the things I want to say, because I'm, you know, when, as Almer clearly knows, and as Nicholas is learning, and I think you figured out about me, Rain, that when I, I'm like Rain, I'm like you, when I get passionately connected to a project, you don't get a little piece of me. All of me shows. Oh, <laughs> right, rain. <laughs> oh, so you know Nicholas and I have have kicked some of this back because it, you know, um, as I I don't actually know how much of our audience is aware of the fact, but you know, I'm on my 23rd or 24th book that I have out now. So, you know, but I had never done a romance and romance was one of my bucket list because I have a bucket list that says I want to do at least one book in every genre. And so I love that once the romance is done, I will then have a murder mystery left. And I think that's it. I think I will have hit at least one book in every genre at that point. So. Thank you for all your kind comments, Carolyn. Um, I am I am seeing them. But Check obviously- is in the mail. <laughs> it's in the mail. Um, yep, and it has Rain signature on it. So make. Yes, it, good- it does for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, is part of this. You know, you were talking about the Zane thing, and the the beauty of having all of these different authors is it's not going to end up being like the same story told over and over again because it's a thousand different stories. Yeah. And I, and when Nicholas and I were talking, I was really like, I I would love to see this be a rolling, you know, like put out that, put out those first books, but then like a hundred books every month, more or less, until they're all up so that, you know, like, and and that might be too aggressive. And I'm not speaking for Nicholas, nor am I trying to uh talk him into anything here. But I think the fact of being able to just keep on kind of putting these out and and now you you also are giving because I I'm one of the authors, I think I was six, six, seven six or seven or something of who accepted the invitation. Yes. Um, number seven lucky seven lucky seven um is that we want everybody to tell their stories one of the reasons i wanted to have nicholas on as a guest is i know we've got LGBTQI people out there who have written or have a book in them Mm -hmm. and i i and i want them to be able to take advantage of getting involved with this because you know getting published is not easy especially when you've never been published before and not getting published has nothing to do with being a good or bad writer sometimes it's about who you know do you know how to play the game does it get in front Mm -hmm. of the right person absolutely consistency um you know you just keep going keep going keep going um and some of my favorite authors when i've read you know read stuff by them where they had 15 20 25 rejections before they get the first book out and then the first book went crazy and then it was easy but how do we get you there and so that was one of the reasons i love this project is because it's also looking for people that you don't ever have to be published Um, absolutely and 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 I didn't mean to cut you off,
3: but just you know the fresh, the, the fresh and different perspectives that we're going to see from the people who come in who are previously unpublished—that's great. We want this to be, uh, you know, to have a, a, a huge, a huge amount of diversity and different perspectives and different takes and from different walks of life. This is about love and romance in its entirety. So the the fewer people that we have who are who are accustomed to writing. In a formula that is going to get them, get them somewhere um, in, in their career, but rather just want want to keep the art of what they're writing intact and get published anyway and get recognized anyway. Um, that's that's better. That, that's better. So if you know people people can come in who have published twenty books with great success and have made millions of dollars, or people frankly can come in with a good idea and let let us be their springboard. Uh, in, into becoming a published author. And the, the good news is that the the amount of resources that we're putting into publicity and PR and uh, social media coverage is, this is where I get on my soapbox, so don't make fun of me, but I like to do things where, if you, I think it's important to earn your living by doing something good in the world. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, so this could be a win, win, win. And this, I always say that it's a, it's, it's a win for you because you're going to get your name out. there, You're going to be recognized and you're going to develop an audience who's going to buy your future books. It's a win for the readers because you're a talented writer. And it's a win for the world because we're sending a very big message here about what is okay, which is pretty mm-hmm. much everything as long as it's love, you know? So there's the win, win, win that I'm, that I'm going for. And that's my, uh, my hippie dippy. <laughs>
2: okay. So Take with the hippy dippy, you have actually on Instagram, you have a question. Um, this, and this is a young man because he says so. He says, I'm a young man. He says, one is Nicholas LBGTQ. And if he is not, how could he write a romance about it?
3: Great question. Thank you so much for that question. Um, yes, I am. A gay man. Uh, and. But you know what, though? I, 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 this is in the longer... I have tons of literature on this. Um, and the website is being rebuilt because it... That's a whole thing. But um, I decided that inclusion... I said this a long time ago. Inclusion is what we're talking about here. And a couple people asked me, do do I have to be gay to, to be an author? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, but your story has to represent LGBTQIA plus love and romance. So... Um, I think that there are writers out there who are talented enough to not be gay, but write a gay love story. And if there are, come join us. I think that's wonderful. And as a matter of fact, I think that's open-minded and and liberating. And um, for me, my personal my, I'll, one of the books will be mine. Uh, it's going to be the the fourth uh, book in my five book series, The Strawberry Man. Which don't search it yet because it's not out. That's you said already.
2: the Strawberry Banana.
3: The Strawberry Man.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's like okay. Uh, well, that's an interesting title? <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's a play on words, but it might be a spoiler if I if I tell you why. Anyway, um, so that, I think there are people talented enough who who aren't who don't identify as LGBTQIA and 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 can still write a beautiful book to be part of this culture.
0: Yeah. To, okay. to to further that, um, the Kings and Queens, uh, short film that uh, I just did. Our, my writer, she's a straight uh, cis woman, and you know, Kings and Queens is, is a gay um, um, about a lesbian who um, wants to be a drag king, and you know, how, what does that look like, as well as going through you know a breakup and all this kind of stuff. And and she, she is a fabulous writer, and so you know what I always believe in, because one, I'm not a, you know I'm I'm part of the community, but I'm not a lesbian, and I'm not a drag king. So even from my perspective, I'm like, I want to make sure that we that we um, uh, represent it well. So we did a lot of research. We interviewed drag kings, you know, and and lesbians, and, and made sure that what we were writing and what we thought, you know, how we were going to present it. They said, yes, that's accurate to you know to what we experience. So, yeah,
1: and yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I think it's important to remember is. For hundreds and hundreds of years, we've had gay people writing straight stories. Right. That they weren't able to come out and be straight. Right. Because be of times. I mean, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't able to come out and be gay. Uh, I'm living in an alternative re- re- universe. Gays <laughs> <laughs> need to fight for their rights. No. Uh, uh, but. So, I mean, we've had we've had gay people that have written some of the most beautiful love poems and love stories and stuff like this. And it you know, and now we're just discovering how many of our favorite authors through the years were. And it never stopped Mm -hmm. them from writing a highly popular. And I mean, I am all about I would love to see this support LGBTQIA authors and that invitation is there. But I believe in not excluding, but including. I'm I'm all Mm -hmm. about the inclusion part. And one of the things to any authors that are out there listening that I was also a powerful invitation for me was I had to agree that I would read three other people's books as part of my agreement and give feedback. So... You know, like as I turn my manuscript over to Nicholas and his people, they're doing the editing, they're doing the stuff. I, I'm, you know, going to have final approval, which is very important for me as a creative. And you don't always get with a, mm-hmm. with a major publishing house. I mean, you know, I was I, I was doing some serious negotiating before I joined the project, was I not, Nicholas? <laughs> yes, you, were. Yes, you uh, were. I was going right after it, but. um, But that really appealed to me that I'm going to have other authors read my book before it's published, give me feedback, insight. And I just thought that that was wonderful, that that's a wonderful additional support, especially for somebody who is out there and says, I feel like I can or I've tried or I've got one going, but there's that insecurity. How do I know it's good? I mean, I showed it. You know, I showed it to my mother. She liked it yeah. or she didn't, but I took that as good. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think,
3: you know what, that, that's it. Thank you for bringing that up because there's, there's so much, there's so much about the program. I mean, this program is pretty well thought out uh, quality control and self publishing. And people may think, well, why, why don't I just write this book myself and, um, throw it up on Amazon and see what happens well um, quality control and people know that people mm-hmm. know when they when they are buying the first book of a previously unpublished off author on Amazon there nobody nobody there's n- nobody has necessarily said this book should be published it may be a vanity project it may just be and I, I hate to say this because I don't think this is true of most Amazon authors, so please don't take me as an Amazon hater. But seriously, there, there's nothing to stop me from writing a book with a crayon and and, you know, and, and publishing it on Amazon. But that's not, that's not what we're going for here. We want a group of people who are willing to support each other by giving honest and useful critique to each other before their book gets out into the world.
1: I also look at it as it's a way to connect with a community that you're going to want to stay in touch with over time. Yes. It's stay in touch with, make
3: friends, collaborate with on future projects. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a thousand people, like-minded people who, you know, it, as serious as the project is to me, um, it's, it also needs to be fun. I mean, people do their best work right. in good time, you know, right. so you know, remind me to step off my soapbox every once in a while.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's okay. I mean, you know, and it's the same thing in music, because I'm a musician by trade. And we have all these, uh, there are millions of love songs in all sorts of languages. And when people find out that that person, they were like, can you believe that that guy sang that love song all these years and I thought he was talking about a woman? I'm like, what difference does it make? He was talking about love. Like, how does that change the perception or the meaning or the beauty of the song. That's none of my business.
3: Right. Right. Nor did the, did the creator of the song really want you to think about that. He was, the song is supposed to touch you where it touches you. Right. Where it touches you.
2: Right. But you know, people are ignorant because I've done some songs (laughs) and they'll come up and they'll say, do you know that a gay man originally sang that song? I'm like, I am a gay man. And you should see the look on their faces. Then when I say that they're like, Well, I thought you were married. Well, I am. And they're like, Well, isn't your husband out there? Yes, he is. (laughs) And they kind of walk away with that look like, I don't know where to go from here. Because mind your own business. How about that? Enjoy the song. Yes. You know, you're here to hear somebody perform, you're not here to come up and do a QA about somebody's lifestyle. So it's always funny to have that
3: just that is very funny actually just just love the work it is art let it speak to you on a level that it speaks to you on
2: well you know what someone told me that they used to enjoy and i can't remember what the song is but i sing it and i love it and they said well ever since i found out that that guy was gay i feel like i'm i'm being forced to like men with that song i said Mm -hmm. you got that out of a song then that tells me you have other issues you need to work on. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah,
3: yeah, you maybe you need to do some introspective thinking. Yeah,
2: out. that told him I said <laughs> you might want to do an internal temperature check. And he's like, what does that mean? I'm like, exactly my point. <laughs> <laughs> That's very you nice. know? the problem <laughs> I is know.
1: You, you decide you thought it made you want to think of men, and then you did, and you liked it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right.
2: It's so true. Right. And you know what was funny about that show? When he sat down, I told the band those. I love just being a clown. You know, I'm doing my thing. I said, We're going to do that song again and we're going to dedicate it to special people in the audience. You should have seen the look on that guy's face when I started that song again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So good for you. Good for you for bringing the people together. Right. Confirmation for sure
3: yeah thank you it's funny i don't know should i jump should i jump in here guys with with the roe v wade situation
1: well we don't do politics here (laughs) rain rain made one agree made one made two cardinal rules we don't discuss religion or politics on laughing loving and alive so um i do feel like without discussing politics that just like nobody was surprised, or nobody paying attention should have surprised what happened. Nobody is going to be surprised that other rights are going to be gone after as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we'll make it as a non-political statement, but they, in fact, some states are already going after those rights, and um, mm-hmm. so, so you know, I think that that this is a. Um, also, a vital collection because you know, I always tell people, and I'm sure everybody here has heard this you know, basically, if you think one third of the people are going to hate me no matter what I do, one third of the people are going to love me no matter what I do, and then one third can be swayed either way, well, I can't be bothered with the haters, wasted my time, wasted my breath, okay. wasted my energy. And I, I love my love, I love the people that love me, but I, I don't need to like hyper focus energy on them if they're already loving me or loving my cause. Right. Say yeah. cause. Yeah. And I want to be going after the third that can be swayed. And I feel like as we come up in this country to fight a battle of rights of every kind. Every kind uh, every kind that we um that we need to get those that third to be connected enough. If they, if some of those romance readers fall in love with some of these characters that we create and are really rooting for them to get together and are happy when it happens, maybe they'll remember that when they go to the voting box to vote against the person that wants to remove those people's rights to love. Thank you so was much. Was that was that non-political <laughs> enough for you, Rain? I'll take it. You know, I will take it. I will. I'll, I'll take. I loved it, and I thought it was. Very well said.
3: I the funny thing on a kind of a spiritual cosmic thing about this is the this project was born before that seemed like it could be the current political situation seemed like it could exist. I, I was maybe I was in denial. I mean, I, I knew, but anyway. Point is, point is, uh, the, the project was born, and now all of a sudden there's a new need to just pitch love to just pitch love mm-hmm. for so many reasons and get the idea of love is love mm-hmm. out um, there. There are a lot of reasons to get people to start recognizing that it is what the stuff that we're writing about is just as beautiful as, as straight romance. And it's important and it's art and art reflects like, I always say art reflects life, reflecting art.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we have 10 minutes left. So there's two things I wanna do. First, answer Caroline. Uh, or Carolyn, um, she said, "What are your, Elmer, what are your thoughts on all this? You seem shy. Um, have you seen any of the shows? I don't do a lot of talking. I'm more <laughs> of the tech guy. I pipe up when I, when I have the uh, any questions or, or comments, but I usually just listen and, and do the tech and handle the comments and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and two, because we're running uh, it's lower on time, I want to make sure we get this, um, talk about the webinar uh, that's coming up for this project.
1: That was on my list too. <laughs> okay. So- We've, but thank you, Alma, for bringing that up. And I want to remind people, and then I'm going to turn it over to you, uh, Nicholas, to talk about this webinar uh, so you can tell them, like, when is it going to be? July 31st. What time? 3 <laughs> Pacific Standard Time. Where can I find out about it? The link will be in the chat line um, and under here. Uh, and if you want to... Uh get that link or ask him questions we have in the description his email Uh but it's a thousand loving voices at gmail.com but I'm going to let Nicholas tell you all the details I don't want to stamp on his detail thing Um, but remember I want to I want to ask Rain and Elmer why did this podcast get started what was the impetus for because Nicholas doesn't know I don't know you want
2: to tell him, um, Elmer?
0: Well, it was Rain approached me after we did our um, uh, another short film called Loving Martin, which was based on a true, true gay story that happened out in, in Phoenix. And you had a lot of things about how people don't have the water cooler talks anymore and how, you know, people don't just get a chance to get together and talk about, you know, love, be, laughing, being alive and all the positive things about,
3: about life.
1: You want to add? Wow, anything? Elmer! <laughs> what? <laughs> so, Wait, can you spice after, that up, or do I have to hit my cabinet?
2: <laughs> so, after I finished, because he I had a role in the in the actual film, and um, I played Janine, who lost her partner to breast cancer, and I've been a voluntary spokesperson and fundraiser for breast cancer and cancer since 1976. <laughs> So I understand how important it is to talk things out and be there for your friends and supportive. And when this film was over, I watched it a few times and I don't know, a few months went by and I called Elmer and I'm like, we need to continue this somehow. Like I'm not a technical, I don't have any technical skills, technology. We all know, thank God I'm on here every time. Um, and I said, Elmer, what could we do? And he thought about it and he said, maybe a podcast. And he says, I have the perfect friend but I know he's going to say no because he's like I got all these projects and blah 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 and I said well ask him and let's see and all of a sudden here we were with laughing loving and alive and people are really digging it because I get people who will sign and say thank goodness there's some place where we can go where people aren't shaming people and bullying people and you know talking about politics and the you know, and anybody, any reality shows. I said, no, we only bring on people. And I vet everyone. I talk to people on the phone first. And I vet everyone to make sure that you're going to be talking about something that has to do with laughing, loving, and or being alive. And I've had to tell some people no, because they're like, well, I want to talk about, you know, no, no, no. I want to talk about what happened to Bill Cosby. No, we're not talking about what happened to Bill Cosby or anything else. Yeah, it's not positive. We're talking, we're talking to and about people who really are changing the world one act at a time. I don't care what they do. I don't care what their sexual stance is. I don't care about any of that as long as they are doing something great in the world. And so el- kudos to Elmer for getting this to happen and Dr. Kevin I fell head over heels with. Obviously I was already head over heels with Elmer, but you know Dr. Kevin I fell head over heels with. And I think we all have a great marriage here. Watch somebody's gonna send me a private message. I thought you were married to your husband. I am and I married to Dr. Kevin and married to Elmer. What else do you want? So.
1: We're polyamorous. Yes, <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Duh, duh, duh. Uh.
0: and we got we kind of had our own uh you know rain had her two rules of you know no politics and religion and kevin and i had our own kind of rules too uh, i said you know i can i can run it and i can be there i says but i can't do anything else <laughs> you know i can run the social media mm-hmm. um and of course you know and Kevin was like yeah same thing if i can just show up and ask the question so we kind of put it back on rain of like if you can fill the guests which obviously we sometimes bring our own guests as dr kevin brought you in today but that was the only way all of us could work together like we all have to do our own pieces because not one of us can can manage this whole thing
3: on our own but you know how beautiful is that? i mean that's that this is a collaborative art i love collaborative art after Mm -hmm. all the years working in movies that just films are a collaborative art they can't work without everybody's special talent being blended with everybody else's special talent in in a certain way so um and i've watched a bunch of these shows now um and uh, I think you guys you guys compliment each other perfectly. Just so, you know, and well, I'm very, thank very you. Happy to be here. I do, I really do. And I'm very, if I didn't say at the beginning of the hour, uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And I thank you so much for the invitation.
2: We're so, glad you're here. Thank you.
1: We are glad and to changing have you in the world. And at some point, you know, coming up closer to the end of the year, um, as we're seeing what's going on, we'll have you back on to see. Are we going to see this in February of 23, or are we going to see it in February of 24? Because I mean, we need it now, but we're going to need it then too. There's a lot absolutely. of there's a lot of people out there that um, need to have a little non-judgmental love in their life to make their world a better place.
3: And I, absolutely, absolutely, and thank you for saying that. And. This is said. This project has become so large. We're we're doing things. We're we're even like we're we're putting two million dollars into a scholarship fund to make sure that that there's education for future LGBTQIA writers. Um, so that so the so that the amount of literature LGBTQIA it's a cumbersome thing to say, but LGBTQIA plus literature keeps making it, its way ever in an ever increasing way into. The, the mainstream literary marketplace. So there's there's a lot, and that is why we're doing this webinar um, at at noon Pacific time, 3 o'clock Eastern uh, Standard Time, on July 31st. 3 o'clock for you, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, you got it. You're right. Yep. And that'll be on July 31st, and we'll go for a little while. And one of the main things, please, please attend, because if you're a writer or even somebody thinks you kind of have a story rumbling around in you, something to say, definitely attend the webinar, because w- – I, I want to tell you all a lot more about the project, but I also, the, the webinar is super important to me because I want to listen. Um, we need more participants. We want more participants. We want all kinds of different participants. And I need to know what people, what's, what is exciting to people about this project and what isn't. So I can, you know, that's the beauty of this time right now in this project is that it's, it, it's not um, set in stone. We're, we're still, we're, still shaping it. So people who, who get involved now, like Dr. Kevin, um, you know, they're, they're going to set the tone for the, for, for another 900 writers uh, so we can serve them the best possible way that we can. So it's a very good time to get involved. And if you have questions, you can also post-write me, but um, do attend the webinar.
0: Awesome. So we got less than a minute left. Um, So on July 24th, We have Zen Mm -hmm. Uh huh.
2: He's a cognitive scientist. I talked to him. Dr. Kevin is going to have a field day.
0: (laughs) And we didn't get to announce this because we took June June off uh, inadvertently. But uh, June 12th would have been the start of our third year. We're we're in our third season now.
2: Congratulations. Well done. Woo! In my birthday month. (laughs)
3: there
0: you go any final comments in the last 30 seconds
1: Um, I'm going to be on the I'm planning on being on the July 31st call Um, I know that Nicholas is uh, tentatively inviting some of the other authors I don't know whether any of them will actually be there or not but if you are an author who is looking to get published or has been published but would like to be Get something published that you haven't been unable to get published or you've got a story inside of you if you show up on the 31st actually elmer is going to be there uh and uh lending his tech skills thank you thank you elmer uh, i'm going to be t- there talking as one of the authors that's doing the program and nicholas is going to be cracking the whip <laughs> that's right oh now i'm really intrigued
2: <laughs> we'll you the link
1: rain and uh <laughs> You know. Uh but I, I just think it's perfect that this show came out of a gay love story. Um and now we're talking about how we're can can use our megaphone to support this thousand loving voice LGBTQIA um romance project to get a lot more romance in the world. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Stick around um, as Elmer signs us out. Uh, we usually just do a little post wrap. Uh, thank you, everybody, for attending. Carolyn, thank you for all your your uh, very nice commentary and uh, things like that. And hopefully we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And Rain, you want to do the, the pre-out? <laughs>
2: for watching or listening to the Laughing, Loving, and Alive show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support
3: the
1: show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or support us with Buy Me A Coffee. To catch all of the latest from Laughing, Loving, and Alive,
3: you can follow us on Instagram at Laughing, Loving, and Alive, and on Facebook at Laughing, Loving, and Alive. Thanks again,
2: and see you next time.